we're going to get into tonight's topic. We're kicking off, we started, I'm sorry, last week, a new series called Out of Pocket, okay? Out of Pocket. Now, I say that word, and a lot of y'all already know what that means. And by the way, your sheets of paper, you can flip them over on the back, and, and you can take notes of tonight's message, okay? Uh, but out of pocket, by definition, I'm pretty sure a lot of you know what that means, but for definition purposes, out of pocket is when a person is acting out of line or in a way that disrespects himself or someone else, okay? Someone who is out of pocket is when someone is acting out of line, okay? Has anybody ever had a little brother or sister who got brave and was acting out of line and you had to give them that act right, you know what I'm saying? I have, yeah, see, Josiah's like, yeah, I do that to my older brother all the time, you know what I'm saying, like... Uh, you know, Amherst, you did that to Karis? Oh, okay, okay, I respect it. But, or maybe we have acted out of pocket with our parents, right? We've lied to them, we've talked back to them, we've yelled at them, God forbid, you know? Or we have acted out of pocket at school, done something totally out of character, acting out of line in a way that disrespected someone or someone else, okay? What we want to talk about tonight is, out, well, about this month really is out of pocket behavior, okay? And here's the thing. Throughout this book called the Bible, believe it or not, there's a lot of people who have acted out of pocket. I mean, from beginning all the way to the end, there is a whole lot of people who have acted out of line. So calm down and relax. You're in somewhat good company, okay? Because there's been a lot of people who have done it. For example, we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but we want to repeat it for emphasis purposes. But David was out of pocket when he murdered a man to cover up his sin. That's out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Just murdering someone so no one finds out about your sin, that's wrong. That's acting way out of line. Peter, he was out-of-pocket when he denied knowing Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. That's out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Cain, Cain was out-of-pocket when he killed his brother Abel. Now, I know many of y'all probably thought about killing your sibling. This dude actually did it, okay? He actually went through with it. That's out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Moses was out-of-pocket when he vented his anger and disobeyed God and struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock, okay? Jonah was out-of-pocket when he completely disobeyed God and chose to go the complete opposite direction that God had told him to go, okay? Adam and Eve were out-of-pocket. This is what we talked about last week. When they disobeyed God and ate fruit from the tree, God forbid them to eat from, okay? All these people had out-of-pocket behavior. So relax. If you're someone in here who is sitting here tonight and you acting out-of-pocket, you're in somewhat um, recognizable company in the Bible, okay? But here's the thing. We know that all these people had out-of-pocket behavior, but now... Here's the question. What led to their out-of-pocket behavior? That's the question, right? What was it that triggered that out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Because, let's be honest, when we, act out of, when we act out of line, something triggers it, right? Something sets us off to push us in that direction, okay? We've all been there, okay? I want you to write this down. Disobedience to God's word will always lead to out-of-pocket behavior disobedience to God's word, this book right here, the Bible, will always lead to out-of-pocket behavior, okay? That's going to stay up there so you can write it down. But here's the thing. If you look at all the people we just mentioned, every single one of them, what triggered them, what led them to their out-of-pocket behavior 
was disobedience to God's word. Disobedience to God's word. When God told Jonah, go to this place, Jonah said, nah, I'm going to disobey and go this way. Right? That's what disobedience to God's word led to his out-of-pocket behavior. Okay? Now, here's the thing. That's what we talked about last week. We talked about Adam and Eve. Remember how um, God told Adam and Eve, don't eat from this one fruit from this one tree? But what happened? They disobeyed, which led to their out-of-pocket behavior. And because of that, now all of us now, even sitting in this room, all right, because of that, sin entered the world, okay? And there were consequences for those actions, okay? Tonight, what we really want to emphasize on is disobedience to God's word will lead to out-of-pocket behavior. But disobedience can also lead to anger. Disobedience can lead to anger. Write that down because that's important. Disobedience can lead to anger. Okay, you want to know why? Because disobedience to God's word closes doors. It closes opportunities. When you disobey God's word, it closes opportunities that God always had for you. Okay, it shuts those opportunities down. You know, um, whenever I was in high school, there was this one guy who uh, played basketball on the varsity team. And... Coach called a special practice on Saturday morning. Okay, he said, we're going to have practice on Saturday morning. It was like at 8 a.m., right? Saturday morning, we're going to have practice at 8 a.m. And coach was very clear, if you don't show up to practice, there will be consequences. I need everyone here at practice, everyone understand, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. My boy didn't show up to practice that, that Saturday morning, okay? One of the guys on the team didn't show up to practice. And whenever, I'll never forget in the locker room before, he was like, I ain't going to practice at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Like, that's my sleep time. Like, I'm not doing it. You know, what's coach going to do? Kick me off the team, right? He's like, man, you better be at practice. Everyone said, you better be at practice, dude. He's like, nah, I'm not going to be at practice. I'm just going to stay at home and sleep. Well, he didn't come to practice that Saturday morning, okay? He disobeyed coach, what coach said. Well, coach decided, okay, you don't want to show up to practice, that's fine. We'll put you on JV. And the whole season, this dude played on the JV team the entire time. Now, to some people, they'd be like, oh, what's the big deal? He still gets to play. But you understand, this dude specifically, he didn't belong on the JV team. Like, he was talented, way too talented to be on JV, okay? He should have been on varsity. But because he chose to disobey coach, he was on JV. I'll never forget the minute he was told, the remainder of the season, this dude had a horrible attitude and was just angry all season long like he was angry at coach he was angry at the in the locker room he was angry with teammates he was just angry all season long now I'll never forget coach told him what's your problem what's your problem why are you acting like this he's like man why am i on jv he said man you have no one to blame but yourself you didn't show up. You didn't obey when we told you to. You haven't apologized. The only reason you're angry is because of your disobedience. Disobedience leads to anger, right? Any of y'all ever asked mom and dad permission to do something? And they said, okay, under these circumstances. And then you go out of those circumstances, and you get disciplined for it, and you get mad. It's like, it was your disobedience that got you in that position. You were supposed to do this, but you did this instead. And because of that, now you're angry. Here's the thing. 
Disobedience leads to anger. Disobedience can lead to anger. Okay? So, here's the thing. We saw this actually happen in the Bible. <clears throat> if you look at Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, here's what the Bible says. We just talked about, I reference Cain and Abel. But I want to read you Cain and Abel's story in case you haven't heard of Cain and Abel. But I love, here's the story. It says, it's in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. It says, and by the way, Cain and Abel were Adam and Eve's firstborn sons, okay? Cain was the first, Abel was the second. Said, now Adam had relations, had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant when she gave, and then she, uh, when she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. And later she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel, okay? Now fast forward, it says, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, he, and while Cain cultivated the ground, the Cain was like a farmer, okay? Now, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as gifts to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, but Abel brought the best of the firstborn lands from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry. This made Cain very angry. Now, here's the thing, just by stopping right there before I continue reading. Why was Cain angry? Did Abel do anything wrong? Did God do anything wrong? Who was in the wrong? Why was Cain in the wrong? He gave some. He didn't obey God, right? When the time of the harvest was to come, he didn't obey what God had said. And so because he chose to not obey God's word, it led to out-of-pocket behavior, anger, okay? It led to anger. And so it said that made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. And verse 6 said, why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you just do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. That's so powerful right there what God just said. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked, attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded, am I my brother's keeper? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. You know, here's, a, here's what's crazy is about this whole situation is had Cain done what was right, which was obey God's word, he wouldn't have acted out in his anger. He wouldn't have killed his brother. But the thing is, he did. And the result from, his, from disobeying God was anger. He acted way out of power. I think it's so crazy, what's so powerful, what God told, uh, told Cain. He said, 
Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. Here's something I want y'all to understand, guys and ladies. Anger is an emotion. All right? When you get angry, it's an emotion, right? You get angry, you, it's an emotion. And here's the thing. Anger is an emotion, so it's important. God will say, hey, control your emotions. Don't let your emotions control you. You can control your tongue. You can control your anger when it starts to rise. The problem is, let's be honest, a lot of times we let our anger get the best of us, and we say things and do things out of pocket that we honestly wish we wouldn't have done. Right? Here's the thing. Anger will lead us to do things we wish we could take back. Let's be honest. It does. If I had a tube of toothpaste, if I had a tube of toothpaste, and I told you, Valeria, to empty out that tube of toothpaste into your hand as fast as you can, just, and you were to empty out all that toothpaste in your hand, okay? And she's got this big old glob of toothpaste on her hand, right, just all over there. The tube is empty. Like, man, you did it in like 15 seconds. That's really impressive if you can do that, right? And then I said, all right, Valeria, here's what I need you to do. Now you take all that toothpaste, and I need you to put it back inside the tube in the same amount of time, 15 seconds. Is it possible? Why? Because it's not going to go back in that little bitty hole in the toothpaste tube, right? You can't do that. Once it's out, you can't put it back in. That's exactly what anger looks like. When it comes out, and it's out there, when you vent your anger, man, it, it, it makes a mess of things. It's hard. No matter how many times you apologize to some people, it, it, some people, it's just too hard. The damage is done. You can't take it back. It's already been put out there. And that's what Cain did, man. He, he vented his anger, and his, his, his behavior was way out of pocket, okay? Now, I want to read a few verses from the Bible that, um, that specifically talk about anger, okay? I just got a few of them. And uh, they're going to be in, in a New Living Translation on the screen. And so you can write them down so you can go home and read them yourselves. But I love what Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says. It says, control your temper, for anger labels you a fool. Sheesh. Anger labels you a fool. Y'all ever met people who, like, they're always angry all the time? They look foolish 24-7 because they don't control their temper, Right? Because, and because of it, they're labeled a fool because of their anger. And the Bible's very clear. Hey, control your temper. Anger labels you a fool. Okay? Proverbs 29.11 says this. It says, fools vent their anger. Fools vent their anger. But the wise quietly hold it back. Wow. The Bible says that fools vent their anger. They just vent it. Just... Letting it flow nonstop. The Bible says wise people quietly hold their anger back. They don't vent it so easily. Proverbs 14, 17 says, people with a hot temper do foolish things. Amen to that, right? Y'all ever met someone with a hot temper that does something foolish? There's a lot of people in prison who did a lot of foolish things because of their hot temper. People with a hot temper do foolish things. Things? Things. Things. <laughs> people with a hot temper do foolish things. 
Wiser people remain calm. Can you remain calm when things get in a heated situation? The Bible says that when you do that, you're a wiser person than everyone else. But people who are hot-tempered do really, really foolish things. Okay? Proverbs 16.32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than a warrior, and he who controls his temper is greater than one who captures a city. Okay? Proverbs 14.29 says, It is smart to be patient, but it's stupid to lose your temper. Sheesh. Right? Sheesh. It is smart to be patient, but it is stupid to lose your temper. That's the Bible. That's not caring. Okay? That's what the Bible says. It's stupid to lose your temper. Why? Because it makes you look foolish. You do things out of pocket. You do things that you know you wouldn't do normally. Okay? Be patient. Another translation in that same verse says, A person of great understanding is patient, but a short temper is the height of stupidity. Sheesh. Man, you noticing a, a connection between anger, foolishness, and stupidity, right? And the Bible's very clear. Hey, man, people who vent their anger look foolish. They look dumb. It's the height of stupidity, okay? And another translation that's on the screen, the New Living Translation, it says, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness, okay? Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 says this. It says, a soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath. In other words, when you're soft, gentle, and thoughtful in a situation, it calms situations down. But harsh and painful and careless words stirs up anger. Y'all have seen this in school. Y'all have seen people who did not choose their words wisely, and what happened? A fight breaks out in the hallway. But people who were calm, collected, who looked the other way, didn't get involved in nonsense and, and foolishness. But all it took was what? One word, one painful word, one harsh word, one careless word, and what happens? Boom! Man, you got, you got people acting foolish in the hallways, throwing hands and things like that. Okay? And the Bible is very clear on that. Proverbs 15, 18 says, losing your temper causes a lot of trouble, but staying calm settles arguments. Staying calm settles arguments. Let me tell you, let me, let me, let me put y'all teenagers and, and young adults onto something important. You, wanna, you want to uh, calm the waters when your parents are upset? This verse right here will help you. Stay calm when settling arguments, okay? Losing your temper will just cause way more trouble. You ever heard the term gas on fire? That's what losing your temper does in an argument. When you're arguing with mom and dad, losing your temper and popping off, mouthing off, calling them stupid and they're dumb and all, that's not solving anything. That's not helping nobody, okay? Stay calm. That's what the Bible says to settle arguments, okay? Psalms chapter 37 verse 8 says, don't be angry or furious. Anger can lead to sin. What is sin? Anything we think, say, or do that goes against God's word, right? Again, there's a lot of men and women in prison right now because they couldn't control their anger led to sin. Led to sin. Led to out-of-pocket behavior. Okay? 
Another translation says it like this. It says, let go of anger and leave behind rage. Do not be preoccupied because it only leads to evil. Another translation says, stop being angry. Turn away from your rage. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to more harm. Anger leads to harm, young people. There is nothing good that can come about with anger. Okay? When you allow that emotion to take control of your life, it leads to foolishness. The Bible says stupidity. The Bible actually says the height of stupidity. It says to harm. Here's the thing. I want you to all look at me for a second. Okay? Some of you writing, just take a break for a second. Look at me. It not only harms you mentally, but anger can harm you physically. You know, people with anger issues die of heart attacks, strokes, way before their time because they could not control their anger. What is the enemy's purpose? To still kill, destroy. And he will steal your life and destroy your life if he knows how to pick at your anger. He will. So it's important, like Jesus said, to subdue how God told Cain. You've got to subdue that anger. Get control of it. Okay? Don't let anger control you. You got control of anger. Okay? Now, I know I just said all that. And now what I'm about to say, I don't want it to confuse you. But I want you to know something. It is possible to be angry and not sin. What? But you just, I, I know, just time out for a second, okay? Time out for a second. Let me explain what the Bible says, okay? Follow me along to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. The Apostle Paul says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let your anger last until the sun goes down. How many of y'all ever heard the story of when Jesus flipped the tables in the temple? So in the Bible, that's a true story. Jesus was so mad one time because there were men and women in the temple using the temple of God to make money. Okay, they turned the house of God into something completely different from what it was supposed to be. And Jesus was angry at this. And my man walked up into the temple, and the Bible says he started flipping tables like crazy. Okay? Now, it's important to understand something. When Jesus walked this earth, he did not sin one time. So it is possible to be angry and not sin. Jesus had a right to be angry, but he did not sin. In other words, he did not have murderous thoughts to these people. He did not have ill intent towards these people. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was done, he said, my father's house is a house of prayer. He was angry at the sin that was going on at that moment. Okay? In one translation, it says this. It says, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. You should be angry at that. But do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. Here's the thing. Jesus had control over his emotions. His anger and emotions didn't have control of him. So it is possible to be angry and not sin. Okay? It is possible to be angry and not sin. Right? But, what's the difference? Again, Jesus didn't have ill intent when he was 
flipping the tables and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't like that. He had control of his emotions. To whereas Cain did not, right? Cain vented his anger and killed his brother. Anger is out-of-pocket behavior, y'all. It really, really is. Anger is out-of-pocket behavior. So, maybe you're here tonight, and you have anger problems. Maybe you have an anger issue. What does the Bible say? James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. I'm going to read in the Amplified Version, but it's going to be up there in a different translation. It says, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be a careful and thoughtful listener. You know, a lot of times people get angry because they just don't listen, right? They just don't listen, you know? Just don't want to listen, so they go off and pop off, right? Be quick to hear, slow to speak, right? Slow to speak. A speaker of careful chosen words. That's so important, man. What we just talk about, like, especially with your parents, man, be slow to speak. I know sometimes you just want to give mom and dad a piece of your mind. That's not the right approach. Be slow to speak, okay? Be respectful. But here's the most important part. It says, be slow to anger. Be patient, reflective, and forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. One last illustration. This is a Coke can, right? Now, if I was to do this, give me a second. One more. And I was to be like, hey, what would happen? It would explode, right? It would go everywhere, right? It would just go everywhere, okay? And that's what anger looks like. You know what I'm saying? It's when you get all these things and it just triggers and boom, just explodes everywhere, okay? If I was to open that right here, it would literally just go. And that's the thing. Sometimes you don't see the effects of your anger that it has on people around you, right? It really does. But remember what scripture says in James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. It says, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. I truly believe it's so important that we learn how to listen when situations come up. Be a careful and thoughtful listener. Be slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger. Okay. Now, this actually wasn't in my notes. I read this this morning in my personal quiet time. And this verse isn't up there, so don't worry about it. But um, a lot of times, people are angry because of unforgiveness. So there's unforgiveness in the heart. And so because of that, people are angry, which leads to bitterness. And I want you to know something. You have to be careful with that because here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. It says, we forgive so that Satan will not win. We know how he works. Listen, 
the Bible teaches us that Satan is like a roaring lion. He's on the prowl looking for whom he may devour, right? And one of the things he's looking for is people who have an unforgiving heart, an unforgiving attitude. And the Bible is very clear. It says, we forgive so that Satan will not win. And when you have unforgiveness in your heart towards people, man, Satan is going to feast on that. And a lot of times what happens is a lot of people have anger because of unforgiveness. They're mad at this person. They, they just take their anger out on everybody, right? If a young lady or a young man gets their heart broken in a relationship, they're mad at the world, at mom, dad, who did absolutely nothing wrong, but they're mad, right? Because they've chosen to not forgive the person who hurt them. And it's like, man, forgiveness isn't about them. It's about you. Because the Bible is very clear. We forgive so that Satan will not win. Because we know how he works. I'm telling you right now, if you let anger get the best of you, if you're not slow to speak, slow to listen, and slow to anger, ultimately the enemy is going to get a hold of you. Okay? Because anger is what's going to come about from it. Okay? Now, you remember what I did just a few minute or two ago, right? Notice how it didn't explode? Why? Because I was slow to it. I didn't go and open it the minute I shook it up all crazy. See, when you're slow to speak, slow to listen, slow to anger, and calm down, you can approach things the right way with a clear mind and not let the enemy win over your emotions, not let the enemy have control over your emotions, okay? Which leads ultimately to out-of-pocket behavior. Had Cain done this, wouldn't have killed his brother. But Cain didn't and ended up exploding, right? And my desire is for y'all to have this kind of attitude. And maybe you're here to say you don't have anger issues, but you know what? At some point in life, there's going to be situations that come up that is going to try that. And I don't want you to live your life in anger with out-of-pocket, you know, the results in out-of-pocket behavior, okay? I don't want that for you, and you don't deserve that. We're talking about living the abundant life on Sunday morning. And man, the abundant life, man, that's, that's not the abundant life, walking around and living in anger all your life. You don't deserve that, Okay? You don't deserve that. So, disobedience to God's word will always lead to out-of-pocket behavior, specifically anger, okay? And we gave you a ton of verses tonight on anger specifically, all right? ton, a ton of verses. And remember, be slow to speak, slow to listen, slow to anger. Don't pop off, okay? Don't pop off. Because if I would have did this in the beginning, what would have happened? would affected everybody. Because I didn't, hey, it's all good. Right? It's all good. Slow to speak, slow to listen, slow to anger. Okay? Anger is out-of-pocket behavior. Okay? There's a difference between Jesus' anger and Cain's anger.